The following episode of Animation Aficionados is comprised of outtakes from recent episodes. And I also got to tell you, I read this uh, book called the... I didn't read all of it. I just overlooked it. The film, Creating the Filmation Generation. Oh, yeah. Tell Ben about this. That, that's how I found out that uh, Lou Schemer's dad uh, punched Hitler. So Lou Schemer's dad is Captain America. He actually puts uh, this small panel from Captain America in the book when he mentions this anecdote. So we're not saying he is. It's just that we've never seen Lou Shamer's dad and Captain America in the same room at the same time. <laughs> so when Lou Shimer throws his mighty limited animation. <laughs> All those that are, aren't fond of it have to yield. No, we don't, because we can move faster than the limited animation. But what happens if we go off camera? Anything could happen. It could get narrated <laughs> off screen. Yes, it's a order, we order, order. Animation but we weren't saying anything. <laughs> had, to, had to talk over the long establishing shot. Yeah, but just just imagine this. Oh, no, here comes the limited animation. We run off screen. And then we hear this stock cartoon noises. And then he goes, oh, my God. The animation aficionado crew just got asteroid by monkeys. Oh, no, a comet fell on my head. Oh, Pablo, <laughs> I was telling Neil about my discovery that the Filmation Zero cartoon is actually farmed out to TMS. They got bad animation out of TMS. We got to upload them. That is a feat. And, and the best part of that is there's a scene of Don Diego de la blah, 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 uh, running down it. the stairs. Yeah, right. Ben at animationmissionados.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not Mexican, so I, I get my excuses. Anyways, he, of him running down the stairs, that's like the worst running down the stairs animation in the history of running down the stairs animation it, ever. It looks like a doll, and someone someone is like bouncing it down like play stairs. Yes. <laughs> what is Zorro's name again? Diego de la Vega was the first Zorro, at least. Uh, Diego is it Don Diego de la or is, or is he a dog? Yes. Or? Don Diego de la Vega. Okay. Um, there's many movies that have that character in so. Uh, yeah. Okay, and the thing that I gotta say is that I'm actually researching the filmation animation style because I'm planning to make a short film in that style. Yes. <laughs> well, just, yeah. just, just, watch that, just watch the episode of Animaniacs and they already got it down. It was amazing. Yeah, actually, how it, was, it was it, it was way too well animated that Animaniacs <laughs> episode. But no, 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 no. We're, we're we're I'm talking Super Friends here. Super Friends quality. Oh. We are talking Shazam. That's the, given that now I have my my own stock of superhero cartoon characters. I gotta go there. You have to rotoscope multiple characters with the same action. I know. I'm going to film myself doing that and also punching the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Are you also going to point at the screen? Because you got a story to tell to them? Yeah, and I'm also going to have like a super first close-up shots. Because that way I don't have to animate anything else but the mouth. Oh, Pablo, we discovered that that the transformation sequence in Filmation's Ghostbusters yeah. is, is longer than all the sailors since she transforming together. Really? Yes. By 30 seconds. That's amazing. It is amazing. Seriously. We made, we made the, 
We made the joke, and then we actually found it. The only Sailor Sensei transforming together is one minute, two seconds. The Ghostbuster sequence is one minute and 37 seconds. Wow. Wow. Just, oh, oh, okay, that that's, wow. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Yes, open the door, get on the floor, everybody do the dinosaur. See, now you're making me think of the Mario Brothers movie. And I have it in my hand. <laughs> See, it doesn't... I knew that the episode had to end quickly because I knew Mario Brothers was going to come up. <laughs> but you know what? You can't scare me with that movie anymore. I've seen movies that are worse than that. There are movies that are worse, but oh. it's still pretty bad. I've I've seen fucking uh, Neil. We have seen fucking Robin and the Dreamweavers. We should be desensitized to Mario by now. Mario, I, I will give it this. Mario is entertainingly terrible. It is. It's it's, it's very like, entertaining. It's like filmation. Terrible. It's like it's garbage, but it's kind of fun garbage. It's I'm like, bringing Pablo it's in. Just so, so it's so hilariously wrong that they got. They got everything wrong. It's it's like it's like they didn't play the game. Instead, they read the manual, where the manual is like like the mushroom people were turned into blocks and everything. So they they actually interpolated that into the movie, where the, where like there's fungus everywhere and they're they're passing items to Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, these people actually read the manual. <laughs> it's yeah, it's special. Oh, Neil, I'm trying to add Pablo to the call, but it's not working. Can you do it? Here comes a new challenger. Pablo Prino. Hey, my Pablo. Friend. Do, 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 do. There he is. Pablo. No. <laughs> Pablo, my friend. Hello. We actually, hey, have, we actually have a fan of yours here. <laughs> Hi. Hey there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, 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 who are you? I, what's, what's this? My, my name is... Yes, Chibutikin. My name is Melissa Kirscher. I'm just I'm a I'm a film fan. I'm into uh, uh, I, I go to Fantastic Fest every year, and you know just through you know all the international film stuff that comes in through Fantastic Fest. You know I've seen your work, and it's very nice. I like it. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I'm blushing right now. Pebbles <laughs> never Pebbles never had a fan before. Yay. Yeah, this is so awesome. I, <laughs> and now I'm completely going to ruin it by sending you this file with the Magic Night Rayer song. Oh. I, I can do it live again if you want me to instead. Yeah, but... yeah, yes, yes, please. It's, oh, it... my God. <laughs> <laughs> I basically had to explain on the show that, that they actually changed the, the chorus of the song to, to a roll called like you were telling us. And everyone was oh. like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah, it but it's not, it's not just that because the the thing is, the the song begins with a narration, 
that explains <laughs> the, the basic premise of the song. It's like, in another dimension and in a faraway kingdom, there's a legend about three girls that will fight and achieve to save the world by awakening the genies, and with their magical powers, they will defeat the enemy. And then the song comes by, and it's just that narration only sung. It's like, uh, <laughs> according to legend, three girls will change our destiny. <laughs> magical girls! They will fight and they will go to defeat the enemy. But with the powers that they will obtain, they will go and defeat the evil magic of Sagato. And the future of Sakura, they will decide. And then roll call Lucy, Anais, and Marina will defeat. Lucy, Anais will save the world from of Sephiroth from evil. Fighting together, no one will stop them. And that's the, the exact translation. Of this I am aghast. <laughs> and I, I'm not making this up because the, that's also the way they sing the song. Uh, just in case, uh, here's uh, the real deal. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so you can see we're not making this up right now. <laughs> So, so, uh, are you familiar with any, any animation at all? Me? Yes. Oh, a bit. You know, just general part of my, uh, you know, film history training. Uh, so, I, I know some. Okay. But Probably yeah. a little more than the average bear, but I, you know, I had, <laughs> I got into anime a little bit in the early 90s, but just kind of fell out of it, and, you know, yeah. I, I've dabbled, I've dabbled. I understand that. <laughs> but what's really what's really funny to me is uh, is you know I'm not an animation expert but I I have done it enough that I know what's going on and I know lots of factoids mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was a time that uh, I show up on uh, Fess's uh, webcast speaking newscast oh this story again <laughs> yes yes it's, it's a good story deal uh, where where basically Fess. <laughs> insisted that the Toby Danger Johnny Quest spoof was on Two Stupid Dogs. What? It, it's, it's not yeah. even animated the same way. And I'm like, no, that was Freakazoid. And he argued with me for five minutes about it. Oh, he'll do that. Yeah. And I even posted the link of the episode of Freakazoid on, from YouTube in the chat, and he still argued with me. Oh, he'll, he'll do that. Yeah. Fest kind of manufactures his own reality on some days. Okay. I, I probably know that better than anyone on this planet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He, he's a plane crafter, a plane walker. <laughs> so, uh, so he he he's doing the he's doing the Orihima. He's uh, he's. Uh... <laughs> oh, you actually already recorded it. Uh, yeah, I told you. Actually, it it ends with oh, you guys are calling, and that that that's the end of the file. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. I was saying, guys, I have I don't have much time today, so I'm gonna go and record it while you guys are at it. So and then you just called, so that that's it. I can oh, still Pablo. do it live just to please the audience. Oh, Pablo, it, you know, I, I got first a, time I have a fan. I got a new drawing tablet. Oh, awesome! What what is this? One of those? What what, what brand is it? It's a Microsoft. Microsoft has tablets now. It's a drawing Surface. tablets. It's a Surface Pro. Uh, how how is it performing? I have no idea how those it has, work. It has yeah, the WAC and digitizer built into it. Hmm. So it works pretty good. No. I've been I've been using Sketchbook Pro on it, and it's been it's been wonderful. 
I was thinking of experimenting with paint tool size since that's your tool of choice. Uh, actually, that's a friend's tool of choice, mostly. I, I usually work with Photoshop CS2 since it's one of the ones that went free and it also has an, a neat animation feature, which I've been using for not only storyboards, but also animation. Okay, I, I thought you were using Paint, paint Tool Sci. No, I, I did try, but the thing is that uh, my Genius tablet wouldn't work with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so a friend of mine who was pushing me into Sci never got to actually do the final push. I didn't fall off the cliff into Japanese software. But wasn't but, wasn't it Isaku who was pushing it too? Oh, Isaku did a lot. Yes, I remember. I I, I recall because his lines were always so clean, and he told me, "Oh, I'm using side with the vector lining and all that." So, like, oh, oh, nice. So he he was mostly one using that. Both him and Sakura Sakura Studio. Okay, and uh, it's just it, uh, really though, Sketchbook Pro is awesome. You gotta give it a go. I, I've been told that uh, Photoshop sucks at inking, and I can, you know, support that a bit. But it's like I'd rather paint a Mona Lisa with crayons instead of making stick figures with aquarella or something. I don't know. <laughs> Acrylics. It's actually awesome. I, I really do enjoy it, and it's I'm I'm just now getting my inking legs with it because it's just. It's really hard to switch your mindset, but it's a lot easier if I can look at what I'm drawing while I'm drawing it versus doing the look away thing that everyone else does with the, the early Wackums. Neil somehow has mastered it, and I haven't figured out how. It's just that I've gotten so used to it. I can I can look at the screen and not look at my hand, and it works. Mm. Uh, that, that's one of the things I have with you know the, the, the tablets that have a... You know that that are that work like monitors because you're like drawing and if the computer fails and it slows down, it it sort of breaks my mind the moment that I I move the pen over some surface and and the line doesn't follow. I mean I can do that with some sort of suspension of disbelief when I'm working with a non-monitor tablet and just staring at my screen uh, because it's like expected. But the moment I I just move a pen and it doesn't work. That's mind-breaking for me, seriously. Uh, well, the Surface Pro is a great drawing tablet, and uh, that is another funny story. Is is I was telling Fess about it yesterday, and Fess is like, "Oh, I know a guy who bought it, but he returned it the next day," and he took that as gospel that it's a bad drawing tablet. And I asked him why, and Fess says, "Well, it doesn't work with Photoshop." And I say, "Well, yeah, it doesn't have WinTab support, but other than that, there's tons of." And I even told him, "Everyone I know that inks using a tablet doesn't use Photoshop to do it." I told him that Asoc uses oh, yeah. Sai, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kitty Hawk uses Manga Studio, and and this sort of baffled him that that I had examples and stuff. Oh, oh boy! There's probably a plugin somewhere. Actually, yes. I've, I've actually known people who use uh, Illustrator to do inking, but well, I know someone that used Flash, but that's a oh, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, I know a guy who Oof. did a web comic and he used Flash as, as his illustration tool. And he wasn't making Flash files; he was just making JPEGs out of Flash. That's crazy. That's well, crazy I've talk, man. For some, I've done it for some stuff. It depends on what you're aiming at but I actually I got uh, 
a picture done in Flash and then textured by Photoshop appear on the Darkstalkers tribute book. Mm -hmm. So that sort of worked. Mm. Yeah, but I, I also went for a lineless approach. It was uh, it was my Lele Sienko John Talvan pick. It's uh, it was a bit experimental, mm. and I did it in sort of a rush. I was very surprised once it was included. So, Pablo, have you watched the new Evil Dead yet? I did. And? I did. I did. It's groovy. <laughs> Uh, seriously, I uh, first of all, the cameo is Bruce's cameo is uh, the end credit scene, and it's 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 as gratuitous as it gets. Seriously, <laughs> it's it's just to say, yeah, I was here, I saw it all, I know this happened, and and he just you know he appears in front of a blank screen, all all black, just his profile cut by light, then he looks directly at the screen and says, Ruby, and that's it. <laughs> uh, the movie could perfectly be a sequel, and from what I heard, they're actually planning on... They, they're having both Fede and Rodo make the, the script for a second one, and then they're pr planning to do Army of Darkness 2, and then make a third movie that crosses both universes. That would be awesome. Well, I heard, I heard Fede explained it as, this is the same universe, it's just that circumstances forces things to repeat and this is a new ash and stuff and shit yeah it's it's because it's not no one's called ash in the movie mm -hmm. uh but you get to see many of the things that happened in the in the original happen again only in under different circumstances and it's great it, it doesn't hold back at all i mean it's uh, very visually gory uh it also has a very dark sense of humor just like the first movie um, well, you gotta remember, has... Ray, Ray, Raimi handpicked Fede to do this. Handpicked, yeah. handpicked him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, Fede is a big fan. I mean, uh, you know him. He's... That's that's how you know. Yeah, I do. Uh, here's the. Let me explain a bit about uh, the the landscape of uh, Uruguayan cinema. <laughs> uh, we 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 were stuck mostly with uh, neorealism, Uruguayan neorealism. There was this movie called. 25 watts, uh, 25 watts. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a movie about nothing. I mean, up to this point, we had ultra pretentious shit with all, always like 40-year-olds as characters, as main characters. And then this movie comes out that has like 20-year-olds just sitting, a black and white film. It's picture clerks only with less of a plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it, uh, 25 watts. It's, it's just kids sitting uh, on the street, on the sidewalk, saying, wow, there's absolutely nothing to do here in Uruguay. Uh, so I kind of connected with that movie. I actually fell asleep watching that movie. <laughs> but the thing is that everybody hated that movie the moment it came out because it was, like, so about nothing. It had, like, no redeeming values to the people that saw it. I saw, I I yada, 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 yada. Yeah, and and I went, well, it's the closest thing to Clerks in Uruguay, so I'll have to say it's my favorite Uruguayan movie so far. <laughs> uh, the thing is that that movie started earning awards everywhere. <laughs> of course uh, it did. Everywhere in the rest of the world, because uh, it appears that when a film festival receives a movie that doesn't have an actual uh, standard three-act plot or something, it's like, oh, this is groundbreaking. We have to award it somehow. Oh, speaking of, speaking of which... 
What about the Antonio Banderas Indestructible Skin movie? Uh, the skin uh, I live in. The, oh yeah, the, let's. Pablo let's was Pablo's that. dragged that movie and uh, yeah. Uh, let's let, let, let's try to finish the whole Fede Alvarez thing first, please. <laughs> uh, no, uh, and the thing was that after that movie won an awards, it became the Uruguayans' first movie, uh, number one movie. Everybody kept saying that their favorite movie in general, not just Uruguayan movie, was 25 Watts. Uh, so it, the critics all eat their own words and started praising it all over the world. I was like, dudes. It's just kids sitting on the sidewalk talking about nothing. I mean, I appreciate that, but it's overrated a bit. And then the the thing is that there it's, it, there was this 20, 25 watt syndrome, and people started making that movie. I, I was at, at film school. Everybody said that their favorite movie was 25 watts, and their first film, their first short film, was 25 watts 2, the <laughs> sequel, sitting and talking harder. And only most of them ended up with the main character suicide, and after that, um, so they turned into the they, so they turned it into the room. Sort of. Uh, the thing is that this, <laughs> this became this became the film formula for Uruguay for like almost ten years. <laughs> film after film, it was just people sit, staring, walking, and sitting, and long shots, and nothing actually happening. So people say, yeah, but what's happening is inside their minds. It's more about what they're not saying instead of what they're saying. And I was like, fuck this. We're making the most boring movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Fede makes this movie about bombs dropping from the sky. Yeah, basically. Well, the thing was that uh, at the same time that this was going on, Fede Alvarez was making uh, TV ads and also short films for TV shows. And there were all sci-fi stuff. They they did like a, a a Jedi Sith battle on top of the Palacio Salvo, which is a a building we have around here. Uh, he was making many things like El Cojonudo, which was a horror short film uh, that won many awards too. Uh, however, the rest of the filmmaking community, you know, the serious guys, the ones that got the money to in order to shoot stuff, uh, they kept making 25 watts over and over and over again. And then Fede Alvarez did a panic attack, Ataque de Panico, which started out as a video clip, uh, but then, uh, you know, a music video, but then it eventually evolved into a short film by itself. And that short film, uh, it took like three years to complete it. And the moment it was released, it reached millions of page views. And in then like the week. next day, Sam Raimi sent, sent him a, a letter saying, I want to hire to do Evil Dead. Uh, it wasn't just uh, Sam Raimi. I, it was every every company in the United States wanted him. It was like, how is this guy getting all that? And then he actually did, since he's also a 3D animator and, and had some friends that worked on that, he kept it all in, uh, in a very, very low budget. It's like the only real money he'd spent on the day of the shoot was uh, $300 to pay for the extras, to pay for the food for the extras. The catering services. And the rest was just hard work. Uh, he didn't have to hire anybody else. It was all friends. So they wanted uh, him to do that. And actually Sam Raimi, he went with Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi, not only is Sam Raimi, and he was mm -hmm. an Evil Dead fan. Uh, but Sam but, Raimi started the same way. He was he was a guy that was shooting films with his, with his high school buddy, uh, Bruce Campbell. 
and his yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So he he gave him a a, a black uh, contract that had like a a, a blank check. You know, he could make he he would have like I, I don't remember how many million dollars in order to make any movie he would want. But the thing is that he needed uh, street cred in order to premiere a big movie in the United States. So and given that he had been giving thought into doing the Evil Dead remake for a while, he went, hey, Evil Dead's already a recognized name, and people already hate us for remaking it, so you already have everybody against you, so if you make this movie, not only will you get your name next to a big movie, it's your presentation card in order to get into Hollywood, and anything you do, even if it's good or bad, it can't be received any worse than people are already expecting to receive it. Uh, so he went and they all did that and they they did excellent. They did an excellent job, seriously. It's a, a sequel set in the same universe with the same circumstances but a whole new thing by the end. It's a whole new third act. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, uh, Pablo, I just wanted to ask you, did you ever watch Robert oh, R- oh, Rodriguez's... Oh, uh, one, uh, of the, one of the directors of, from 25 Watts is now going to make a zombie film because after... <laughs> Because after Fede Alvarez did this, uh, did a panic attack, people went like, "Wait, we can do this in Uruguay?" And and I'm we don't have to just friend. two people just sitting talking about it sucking in Uruguay anymore. Yeah, and, and um, there's plenty of an underground cinema movement here, uh, where we should, you know, killer mozzarellas and giant robots and stuff like that and all the time. Zombie Some Hunter people, Gabby. Yeah, Zombie Maker Gabby, all of those things. And the thing is that uh, they wouldn't take us seriously. But after Fede Alvarez got the one million gig, uh, they went all like, oh, we want in. It's like, but you guys were making movies about people sitting around and talking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't really mean that. I always wanted to make a zombie movie. Like, I, I, I kind of want it to be a movie about zombies sitting around in the corner just talking about things. Yeah, they made that. It's, it's called Warm Bodies. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say I'm pleasantly surprised with the little footage I saw from Warm Bodies. I thought they were going the Twilight route, uh, but it turns it's a sort of a parody, so I, I could be okay with the movie once I see it. Warm Bodies is actually, is actually funny, but Pablo, uh, have you ever watched Robert Rodriguez's Cooking School? Oh, yeah, yeah the 10-minute cooking school with uh, Pavita uh, Puerca? What's the name? No, he, he uh, cooked no, the one where he cooks barbecue, Texas barbecue. Uh, the Texas barbecue one I haven't seen. But I have seen many of the 10-minute X school. He also promised a 10-minute fax school. <laughs> <laughs> it would but, come in handy. The funny thing is I asked Pablo years ago if he's ever heard of Robert Rodriguez, and Pablo was aghast like, that I would ask that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Robert Rodriguez is a big name in general. And oh, the whole story. I mean... We, uh, the Aturas director who just did Aturas 2, uh, he he had this book called Rebelde Sin Pasta that in the United States it's named Rebel Without a Crew. Here it's Rebel Without Money. Um, <laughs> and we, it was his Bible, basically. Uh, <laughs> he lent it to me and I read it too. And I was like, whoa, yes. Because again, uh, Robert Rodriguez sort of had the same thing, you know, the... Mexican movies were stolen and becoming, you know, a more standard uh, fest- film festival product instead of, you know, actually entertaining movies. 
You know, El Mariachi came along and, oh, my God. Yeah, again, the same. Because that's the thing. There's a... People uh, keep saying about, you know, cinema de autor, you know, an author's film uh, and all that. But the thing is that these authors, they aren't really making the movie they supposedly want to make. They're just making the movie that they think the, the film critics want to see. So no one wins in that situation. But what about the Antonio Banderas movie we were talking about? Oh, <laughs> see, I can I can see that happening because uh, that director is a fucking twisted psycho. Oh, he is. <laughs> um, and I think that his last movie was way too easygoing for everyone. You know, the Los Abrazos Partidos, the Broken Hearts or something like that. Um, so he went like, no, I got to make up for this. There wasn't enough weirdness here. It was just a blind movie director. So let's try again. And he goes and makes that movie. And it's like, oh, my God. The biggest trolling ever. At least <laughs> at least it wasn't the Human Centipede 2. Uh, <laughs> that movie is terrible. You saw that? About it... five minutes of it. <laughs> I refused to see that movie. I refused to see the first one. It... You know, you, the, you'll the... never watch Human Centipede. The first one has been sitting in my Netflix queue for probably about two years now <laughs> and i'm never in a mood where i go hey i want to watch human centipede i feel like <laughs> i have to at some point just to you know say i've actually experienced the human centipede someone's like, uh, the- mouth sewn to ass and i'm like that i'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i saw the little graphic and went oh but unfortunately I think I've already passed the point where it would have been ideal for me to see any of the human centipede movies I would rather I would rather they actually got Rob Zombie to make werewolf women of the SS (laughs) I would watch the shit out of that I want to do yeah because you know what Nick Cage is available oh god (laughs) he needs the money (laughs) Oh, he'll he'll he won't even read the script. He'll just do it. You know, Nicolas Cage is all over stuff like oh, that. I I love that uh, Nicolas Cage agent video. It's great. Yeah, I like being in movies, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did we win? Did we, did we win? Yeah. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> You're a tasteless asshole. <laughs> Actually, if you watch that video, you, you can notice that there's actually awards piling up on his shelf. Yes, I know. <laughs> Did you notice that, Neil? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of like a backhanded slap to uh, to Hollywood. Speaking of backhanded slaps to Hollywood, what do you think of what do you think of Johnny Depp playing Tonto? Oh Jesus. <laughs> well, the, first of all, I heard again something like. The, the same old excuse that's, you know, it keeps pissing me off where they go and say, you know, he's half whatever ethnicity is going to, to You play. know what, if that's true, Johnny Depp is like, has like 37 halves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems. But the thing I, that the, still... the, the real, the real, the real answer is Johnny Depp is made out of money. <laughs> and that is why he was cast. He's got is, is, that, is that a dead bird on his head? 
Yeah. <laughs> Neil, have you seen this? I've seen it. Is that a dead bird on his head? I I believe so. I th- I think the scary thing is that I I I can buy Johnny Depp as Tonto, but I still can't buy Christine Crook as Chun Li. Seriously, I mean. Oh, fatality! <laughs> no, come on! I mean, have you seen the, the the? There are two movies based on video games. That show was a flashback scene where this character, as a kid, is like a chubby, you know, black-haired, clearly Asian kid. And then it moves like ten years later, and he's blonde and with blue, with blue eyes. Uh, and it's like, oh, hey, Chun-Li, what's up? And I'm like, what? Are you talking about Dragon Ball Evolution? No, I'm talking about the first ten minutes of Chun-Li, Legend of Chun-Li, and also the the flashback scenes of King of Fighters. Oh my god! You know what? And the I weird would, thing would... is, like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I was Asian. And it's like, and then. You know, Yori shows up, and, and he, this blonde guy comes in, and he's like, Who's, who are you? And the blonde guy goes, I'm Kiyoku Sanagi. And Yori, who is Asian, is looking at him like, what the fuck? You know and, what? And, then, and then there's a whole scene where they go, he's not Asian. I mean, they actually say it out loud, like <laughs> pointing it out. But the you, thing you is, know, again, in the flashback, he was Asian. You, you know, I mean, you there's know, some weird... Thing that Asian people do, uh, Ben, well, you're, no, you're Asian. If if I'm you if ten years pass, have you gone blonde or blue-eyed in time? Actually, it's something actually, that happens. That's a funny story. That's a funny story. When I was eight years old, my hair was blonde. But that's the other way around. It doesn't go that way. <laughs> and now it's black. Movies lie to me. Movies tell me it's the other way around. You start as an <laughs> Asian boy, and then you evolve into Aryan and Hitler or something. Now that I'm thinking about that, maybe that's Dragon Ball logic. Maybe after you're 10 years old and you look like Goku with the monkey tail, and then you reach 20 and you go Super Saiyan level 1 and you go blonde. Oh, Pablo, I got a funny story. I got a funny story for you about uh, about that. In Kitty Ox chat room, this one guy's saying, "I'm looking for fan art of Lunch as a Super Saiyan." So I just sent him a picture of Angry Lunch, and I say, "Here you go." And he got pissed at me. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what I'm happy about? The, you know this new Dragon Ball movie that's coming out or came out, Battle of the Gods. Wait, what? The animated new Dragon Ball movie, Battle of Gods. Oh. Uh, no, but I, 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 I thought it was going to be live action. I was like, oh no. No, 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 no. It's animated. And there's this new power up for Goku, the God Super Saiyan. The Super Saiyan God. Okay. And is, you know is, what? Is, is this hand of his burning red? He's entirely burning red. But the thing is, his hair is burning red. Hence, once more, the redhead becomes the most powerful Dragon Ball level, just like Gogeta Super Saiyan Level Four Fusion. That's a mouthful. I know. I it sounds like it sounds, it's, it's Turbo it's, Alpha. It, it's it's it sounds like a type of cheese. Gogeta Level Four Super Saiyan spreadable cheese. Doesn't it, oh. Neil? Uh, yeah. It, it's a type of spreadable cheese. But yeah, I, I posted a picture of, of Angry Lunch and he did not appreciate the joke. And I was like, 
if you ask an artist to draw that, that's essentially what you're going to get. And Toriyama already did it for you, so fuck off. <laughs> that's as official as it gets. Oh, it's almost 12. Okay, I gotta get going. This I was supposed to just gonna log in and sing, but... <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you, yeah. you get the, the file, so you, you yes. guys can listen to it later on and laugh and help me lose my first fan just the same way that all my <laughs> students lose my respect for me once they watch Romeo. All right, then, uh, Pablo, when are you going to be available to jam so we can figure out where the next, the sec- next story arc is going? Uh, let's try next week. I still can give you uh, an exact date because up to to this Comic-Con that's on May, I, I won't be able to have some decent rest because I'm also doing... They changed one of the classes I used to give into online video tutorials, and I'm filming and editing and adding examples and all that. It's taking a chunks of my life right off. So I'll, I'll try to find some time. But uh, I'll, I'll, I did get your notes for Marcus Ankles' redesign, so that's going to be something. Excellent, oh. excellent. It's, all, this is going to be good. All, all I keep saying is don't make Adel a mutant. Keep his powers low, make him the jack of all trades again. Uh, but um, I think that, that that those are my priorities. You, you okay. can work, work out the rest. <laughs> okay, and oh. uh, and I'm still waiting for the for the prospective artist to finally give his yes or no. It's he sort of drag his feet in reading the comic, and it's kind of pissing well, me off. Well, there's plenty to read. <laughs> what? There's plenty to read. I know. It's just I, I just wanted some sort of hey, I, I I got this far and it's kind of good, or hey, I got this far and it could use some improvement. I'm just waiting for something like that. It's 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 kind of hard. It's but uh, that, oh, Pablo, gotta... did ever, Pablo, did I ever tell you about that one guy who wanted me to change the whole comic after I after I told him the premise of Hero Academy? Yeah. No, you didn't tell me about that one. Yeah, this guy, I tell him the whole premise, you know, it's a, it's a school where people go to learn to be adventurers, they learn to be either a fighter, or a wizard, or a thief, and uh, and this guy says, oh, this is great, but you should change it to where they, they go to the school and they learn to be samurai, ninja, and Miko, and I'm like, no, get out of here, uh, you're fired, you're, you're already uh, even hired, yet, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Take your weeaboo ass out of here, I'm sorry you consider it. <laughs> What, no? This would be so much better if it was Naruto. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Neil. God damn it. <laughs> don't you dare joke about that. Yeah, That's basically don't. what he was saying. Yeah, I know. But the Miko thing, that's interesting. That's new. That could be a whole manga by itself. Oh, oh, oh fuck you. Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they could have, like, oversized, you know, those weird <laughs> things they used to, you know, like the dust cleaners. I don't know what they use. But oversized stuff like that, and also oversized ribbons and stuff. Over oversized oversized futon smackers. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oversized futon smackers. Actually, that that should be the name of the comic. Oversized futon smackers. It has a ring to it. <laughs> I remember I, I once asked Pablo to draw a, a guy with an oversized sigh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, we actually had a name for the. For that comic, it was uh, like something like slash slash kill kill or or killy killy slash slash. Yes. Know, like, 
I would buy that on title alone. I, actually, no, our whole premise was to make the the most obvious, uh, you know, the most obvious catering to the lowest common denominator comic in history. Mm-hmm. But Eric Kimball beat me to that punch with with uh, Blade Bunny. <laughs> No, no, Eric admits it. Eric admits that Blade Bunny is is his attempt to do lowest common denominator, stupidest piece of shit he ever created. Wow. We wouldn't use the word shit, but uh, the stupidest thing he created, uh, I think that he would approve the said quote. Have you ever seen Blade Bunny? I think I saw a page or two, and also didn't someone actually make a video game that's pretty close to that? No, you're thinking of Blade Kitten. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the biggest difference ever. Blade Kitten is actually You're just good. swapping the ears there. No, Blade Kitten is actually good, right, Neil? Oh, yeah. No, Blade Bunny is the one that Irwin's drawing. And it's not at all because we know the guy who makes Blade Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my all right. God. All right, well, so. gentlemen, I'm going to drop off because oh. I have a... Chibutkin, you just... Hmm? Hello? Oh, I lost everybody there as <laughs> I was saying my goodbyes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I I, uh, I actually have another blog to deal with before I go to bed tonight, so I okay. have to duck out. But it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for showing up for King Kong. <laughs> oh, no problem at all. Thank you very much. It's always right. fun to talk movies. All right, thank you. Yeah, take care, guys. All right, good night. Okay. So, yeah, it, I don't think we can get my sister, but we can get Abby for Sailor Moon. Okay. And you can bring up your favorite lost treasure. Oh, yes. the. Uh, I guess it's not actually Saban. It's like just tune makers that try to. Yes. Sailor, Sailor Moon. I want the clean version of that. <laughs> it is so horrendous. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a car wreck. You know, you can't help but look at it. It's like Chris Chan. It is. To an original scout, do not steal? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, why would you make this? Why does this exist? <laughs> what I love is, is when they show their version of Luna. Is there some guy in the crowd that just loses it at that scene? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can hear it. It's like, I think it's more than one guy. I, I think it is. I think a lot of people were laughing at that. <laughs> I know, but one guy just loses it at that The girl scene. in the wheelchair just kills me. During the dance? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is there a girl in a wheelchair? <laughs> because they because they didn't have because they didn't ha- because they had to rent the wheelchair out before the Ghostbuster got it. I just think the Deke version is actually better than this. The Deke theme song is better than this. <laughs> yeah, people just lose it at the at the fucking at at the fucking uh, cat. <laughs> this actually this this almost happened. It almost happened. It's, somebody put a stop to it. Said no, no, we'll just we'll just adapt the the Japanese version. I, I'm so happy that someone actually videoed this. <laughs> I mean, at least it exists in some form. This is so horrendous. <laughs> and I, I love the full video where the guy is like, um, keep an open mind as you watch this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the whole room is just totally against it from like the first second. <laughs> and 
And, and one guy after fixes says, "Thank you for not making that." <laughs> <laughs> and the whole room is against him. Yeah, the whole the whole room is just totally like, "Why was this made? Oh my god, this is awesomely terrible." <laughs> and here are the sailor stars transforming now, where they grow breasts and get shapely butts and stuff. That's what's happening. I know. And Deke didn't bring this season over. Why again? Well, Deke had called it quits as soon as the lesbians showed up. They're like, nope, not doing that season. But they did do that season. They just called them cousins. No, that wasn't Deke. That was a that was like some Canadian studio. It aired on. It aired at the same time slot, and it, it I kept know, on going. I know it did, but it was it was done by a company called Cloverway. It was not Deke. Oh, yeah. But why did Cloverway not do the? Uh... Because uh, I think Sailor Moon was getting re- really ridiculous at that point. I mean, they did they did some there. There's a season immediately after the Cousins that was like some something about a Tree of Might. It was some something with a Pegasus and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, yeah, I remember that. Where basically Sailor Moon is useless until they until Sailor Mini Moon summons the Pegasus and yeah, and that was I don't know why I watched that. I'm like, this is terrible. And then Why I, did that, you watch? I that? don't know. Like this is awful. And then like Cloverway never touched it again. And it was probably that they could kind of they could kind of get away with the cousins, but you know, as soon as you have like transgenderism, that was like, uh, no, 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 not going there. But that was so stupid. The thing with the cousins, because the animation they didn't change the animation at all, so it was still perfectly clear what was going on. They were just really affectionate cousins, Dale. <laughs> Cloverway was just really lazy. It's like we're gonna we're gonna edit the, the the script, but we're not gonna do anything to the animation. So it's like there, there was there was an episode where Sailor Moon got drunk, and it was pretty she clear that she got soda. Yeah, it was like too much juice. And I'm like, oh come on, this is terrible. The funniest thing is Pablo was able to piece together what Sailor Moon movie my sister forced me to watch by like two snippets from the story. Something about something like about cookies and uh, and Paul's like, oh, that that's a super S movie. I'm like, I'm disturbed you know that Pablo. <laughs> you know the manga is really hard to read, right? I'm sure it is because it's like all girly and shit, and it's 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 really hard to read versus like. You know, some of the fan interpretations of, of the ending of Sailor Moon are downright dark. Really? Yeah, because apparently, like, the the, the the age of Aquarius or whatever the fuck Sailor Moon creates with when she becomes Neo, Queen Serenity and shit, is, is basically, you know, she removes evil out of all mankind and the people who didn't consent to this left and became, like, the Dark Moon Empire. So, so fans interpreted this as Sailor Moon removed free will for mankind and the ones that that chose free will, you know, are actually the good guys. Okay. What you, you don't you don't? I'm not joking. Wonder, people wonder why I hate fan interpretations. We'll talk to Kitty Hawk about it. It'll be funny. Oh boy, so Sailor Moon. I, that might be an epic length episode, Neil. Oh. You know it will be. Gun in my mouth. Well, then we'll just use moon healing activation. Moon tiara magic. Now, that was a show that used a lot of 
a lot of stock animation. But at yes. least the characters looked at each other when they were talking. Yes. Pablo's right, that, that one shot of all the characters with their head just fills up the screen and it's just their lips moving. Yes. That's how you always knew it was a filmation cartoon. Or, or Bostar. <laughs> when I held aloft my magic fists. Yes. How did Harry get the filmation look down so perfectly? I don't know. It, it's actually frightening how close it is. I love his American accent. It's like you can tell that it's a British guy doing it, but it's still hilarious. And I love when British people impersonate American voices. We double-checked. Filmation still sucks. I love that. I'm brought, to you, brought to you by the Pogs podcast. <laughs> it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's all right. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. I was just regaling to everyone how Madaka Box ended and everyone was cursing. Madaka Box? It's, an, it's a manga. Oh. It, it started as a Haruhi joke because it's about a girl okay. with all these armbands at school that's like the class president and trying to make sure everyone's wishes are fulfilled in a suggestion box. Oh. And, and then it becomes a fighting manga. Because why not? Yeah. And well, that's Thing did. <laughs> and everyone has all these awesome powers, like they can stop time and rewrite history and, and bring the dead back to life and, and control minds and all this shit. And they even have a final fight on the moon where they destroy the moon. As you do. And then and then the end happens, the end of the series, where they're all adults. And the main character, this guy who was Madaka's friend, he, he, he laments that everyone lost their abilities and special powers when they turned 20. And it's like those powers are almost like a whimsical adolescent fantasy. But the moon is still uh-huh. gone. Right. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, well, wait, wait. There's some more stuff about this. Like, there was a 5,000-year-old being that was like a hook. That was like living in them or something. I see. Yeah, I, I never understood that part either. 
I guess that could explain some of it. I don't know. But this turning into a fighting manga, now that I see when it was like published, that ma that makes a lot of sense because that's about the time that Nagima became a, a fighting, fighting manga. Yeah, every everything became fighting manga. Collected all fighting manga. <laughs> download Shinesman. I'm gonna download Shinesman. Shinesman! Shinesman's awesome! I know, right? Well, like, I, um, I was talking, I just totally, I totally got into tokusatsu, and, um, and I, uh, really, really loved Shinesman when I first saw it, and then I, I suddenly remembered that Shinesman existed when someone was talking about how, um, the new, one of the, like, extra rangers in the latest season of, of, uh, of, um, Super Sentai, which is Power Rangers, uh, oh. is um, is is gonna be silver, but someone else thought it was gonna be gray, and I cracked a joke <laughs> like, "Gray is a wonderful color. It's a regal, manly color." And then the, no one got it. And I was like, <laughs> "You guys fucking suck." Salmon red. <laughs> yes. Salmon pink. I'm sorry. Salmon, salmon pink. pink. Moss green. Moss Sepia. Green. Sepia. <laughs> oh, and then red because he's the leader. Yo. But man, I always I liked through. Moss Green. Mo Moss, Moss Green was my favorite. Mm. Moss Green was also my favorite. He's such a pimp. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Let's see if this will work when I download well, it. Well, Eddie Green. Anyway. Is, Eddie Green is good as long as he doesn't have Jesus doesn't tap tattooed on him. Oh. Uh, what? The the is Green Ranger. Joke? Oh, does he have that on him now? Yes, yeah. yeah. MMA he's fighter. A, he's an he's MMA, MMA fighter. Yes, but he's oh, kind of okay. a crappy one. <laughs> he really is, but so dumb. But he has a tattoo on it that says Jesus didn't tap, and it's. Oh, doesn't he kind of look screwed up cute. now, like Mickey Rourke? Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. He's actually gonna be at Dallas Comic Con for some reason. I'm mm. not gonna go see him. I'm going to go see William Shatner. Well. <laughs> I mean, who would you pick to see? Well, I mean, yeah, I would too. But I'm just saying. Well. <laughs> And, and yeah, I, I've already seen Shatner though. He came, he came drunk to the university. Yeah, it was awesome. That's hot. I mean, yeah, it was hot. It we got was... to listen. We got to listen to him talk about like how to make computers more human. Make them more for about an hour. Yeah, it was like something about sushi, tra sushi trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's doing things. I, le I learned a lot actually from that, like about how you know. If you're William Shatner and you call 911 after being sprayed by a skunk, people aren't going to believe you. <laughs> I've been sprayed by a skunk. He was on the side of a road, and this is about the time he was doing the you know rescue 911. And he uh, he he, uh, oh, he yeah. got out of the car because it got broke down, and he he got sprayed by a skunk, and he called 911, and they he said, "I'm William Shatner. I just got sprayed by a skunk." And they're like, "Nah." -uh. And he's like, "No, really, mm -hmm. I am." And I think after, like, a while, they finally said, okay, we'll send someone down there, whatever. And then they were like, oh, my God, you're William Shatner. You got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> yeah. Because someone asked, what was your defining moment on Rescue 911? Because there were no questions about <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Not allowed. So, of course, someone asked a Rescue 911 question because, okay, if you can't ask a Star Trek one, you might as well. 
Anyway, yep, um, exactly. I'm I'm Abby, and we've never met before or spoken before. Oh but yeah, I yeah, yeah. The hey, jar. Yeah. I was a oh, super big cool. fan of Thank the you jar. So much. I actually printed out all of the jar on my computers at school and put it in a folder so I could look at it later. I threw it away. Well, a while thank ago. you so much. Oh. oh, that's okay. It's 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 all online. Well, now. yeah, I mean, it was just taking up space in my room, but yeah. So like, I was just cause, cause, uh, cause, uh, I was I wanted to be able to read it offline because in my my house we only had to dial up. So. Oh. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. That was oh. always the hell back then. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what? What? Oh, I'm gonna die. Oh. Um, this is stupid. No one's gonna care. But the um the Super Sentai movie for this summer, they always make a movie um for for the for the Power Rangers series that comes on Japan. It's going to be a fucking musical. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is actually so awesome. I am thrilled beyond belief because the show is super cheesy in a way where it's like, yeah, we know we're cheesy and it's excellent. And latest episode premiered the, um, premiered the like sixth ranger and he's like, uh, traveled to the, where he's like a, he's like a put in stasis for a million years guy from Sengoku Jidai and he's fucking moe as hell and it's super cute and i love him already even though he's only been in like an episode and a half and i'm literally gonna die when i watch this musical you you know what that reminds me of what pablo said (laughs) pablo said that in the pirate series in the pirate series sixth ranger was flamboyant as hell he was definitely pretty ridiculous i don't know if he's meant to be flamboyantly gay i don't think so but well, just flamb- definitely he can ridiculous. Be flamboyant and strange. yeah he's just flamboyant he can be fan- he-, he can be fancy because because it was you know because um because jack sparrow series- was flamboyant and he was right strange. that series was um it was great because that series was the like 40th anniversary or thir- no 35th anniversary and um and so like the gimmick of the show is that they can transform into all the previous rangers but they're space pirates who don't know anything about rangers. But then the sixth ranger comes and he is a stupidly crazy Super Sentai fan. So <laughs> he spends the entire time flipping out about how he gets to be a ranger. So I really love so, that actor too. So they're copyright pirates. They copyright. They pirate the likeness and looks. <laughs> I guess they're they they pirate the. Well, they they like basically the gimmick is that there was this ancient or there's this race of space conquerors who came to earth to try to capture or to try to take over earth and um the only way to get rid of them was for all the super sentai to use all of their super sentai powers to destroy and and push back the fleet and it worked but they lost their powers and their powers were like scattered all across the winds of time in the universe as um as these keys that um that you can use in these key in these special phones to turn yourself into them um so yeah it's stupid but i really loved it and it's super good you know at least it isn't like magic ranger where where, where magic is courage or something oh man i didn't watch that whole one just because only tv nihon has done the subs for it and they make me want to (laughs) die yeah i don't even like sentai or rangers and i know this shit i don't even know why i i i i run a blog now where i shit on tv nihon so that's that's what that is i just want to make sure if anyone you know like i said i don't i don't care about rangers one way or another and i actually say I like I, I care for the fans that know that it's corny and cheesy and yeah enjoy the ride. Yeah. I don't like the ones that are like this is serious shit, man. 
because it's like they are stupid okay <laughs> like the latest episode like everyone was pissed off at the last episode of of uh, common rider wizard um which you know is fine because uh, because for some reason nobody likes common rider wizard which uh, i think is stupid because they can't um they're judging it and it's not even done yet but whatever the last episode was kind of boring but it was set up for this episode and in this episode the monster that they supposedly defeated last episode has actually uses his powers and his powers are to make people incredibly lucky or unlucky and through the course of the episode the ostensibly cool badass knows what he's doing you know um you know guy the hero who is because usually the hero is kind of a spaz but this time the hero already knows what he's doing and is pretty good at it and like very rarely screws up he like slips on a banana peel and lands in a giant pile of trash and then like a bunch of signs fly from the sky and he, and like you know like a bazillion signs hit him on the head and he has to try to like get to his like little gimmick machines to to get out of it but he can't because he's stuck in a million signs and it was just super funny it was so stupid but i loved it but i don't watch power rangers which is terrible because i love super sentai but i seriously don't well if you love super sentai you shouldn't watch power rangers. yeah probably <laughs> although there, there, there's supposedly one really good season um spd is apparently really good but i haven't watched it so uh they capture the bad guys in Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's awful. Okay. There always has to be a gimmick toy that they're trying to sell to people, and yeah. They don't sell the cards. They probably did in Japan. I, I think part of the thing was it was Decker Ranger. They actually like banished them to hell or something. Is is how I heard it. Oh, and so they can't really do that in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am. I should. I feel like I should have pitched my blog, but. Then you don't, you don't have to pitch it, so that's the thing. I well, I know, I but the thing is, like, like it's not a blog that people come to and go, I would like to know who's behind this blog, except to, like, send me mean messages. So uh -oh. <laughs> they don't well, like it. Us, people come to our, our show just to send us mean messages about, about how dare you not like Naruto. Oh, Lord. What is your blog? Well, like, yeah, basically that. Oh, I run a blog called um, onoretvn.com where I shit on TV Nihon's shitty tokusatsu subtitles. Link, link, link. <laughs> and um, and uh, they actually, like, we got a lot of shitty people who are like, well, if you think you could do it better, then why don't you? And I, was I like, hate people who I say that. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a translator and that's my job and I'm not going to get paid. I know, but it's, it's like the people that it's like the people who who if you say if you say about their web comic, your web comic's really not that good. They're like, well, I well I don't see you doing a web comic. It's like that's not really yeah, basically defense. that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's like saying like, oh, this movie is terrible. Well, you make a blockbuster movie. Uh, well, that's yeah. the thing Roger Ebert did, and it sucks. <laughs> that's the thing Roger Ebert did, like, and it sucks. Yeah, but like, but yeah. like the deal is. Um, that then I decided I'm going to do that anyway. So, but the yeah, worst well, part I mean, is that when you do, then decide you want to subtitle a series, they're like, "Finally, you grew some balls!" And all I want to do is slap them in the face super hard. Uh, Fucking idiot. It's it, you can have an opinion. I mean, it's 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 okay. You can say something is shit. You can say something yeah. is good. It, it's I still an opinion. Like, it's like it's like that they're they basically are like your opinions are bad and wrong, 
when and and I know that this is true because of blank, but like the real the 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 problem is that like that's I'm a professional translator, and when I say something is wrong and you say it's not wrong, then the you know like, and you're saying it's not wrong because. Oh, that, that reminds me of something. Uh, that reminds me of something I I, like, I I tore into with Fess a couple weeks ago on the newscast. Fess mm-hmm. keeps on inviting me to the webcast speaking newscast because no one else will do it. He loves like, Even though I make fun of him every time, every time I like like troll him hard every episode, and I basically said, mm-hmm. I, I I basically told him I have a problem with the title J manga because it's manga if it's Japanese. Yeah, like what the and Fess said to me, well, what about K-Manga? I'm like, that's called Manwa, you idiot. <laughs> because I'm Korean, and I know that. Okay, so wait. Yeah, J- 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 Ma- what do you mean about J-Manga? Because I totally used to work for that site. J-Manga as a title for Japanese manga. Ty- that's stupid. Yeah, as no. a generic term. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah. Dope. that's yeah, dumb. Like, what the fuck? That's dumb, and I don't agree with it. And, 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 and Fess's defense is, well, what about K-Manga? And I'm like, that's called Manwa. So wait, does he call it? Does he call it a manga when it's like American? American, yeah, or you manga? I don't, I don't know. If, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was giving an example about comic book sales because I actually know about this shit. And I said, yeah, well, oh yeah. I said to Fess, you know, a comic book that distributes thirty thousand issues a month is doing okay. And Fess is like, yeah. what? Where do you get the number? That's way too low. I said from Diamond. And Fess is like, okay, well, okay. Hyped. Now, now, in Fess's defense, thirty thousand back in like the eighties during the heyday would have been well instant cancellation because anything below like I think it was a hundred thousand got canceled. But that was back then. So, yeah, but I'm just saying that if you were if you were a big comic fan back in the eighties and nineties and you heard thirty thousand, yeah, Fess, your, your Fess, stuff is skewed. Fess is not a comic yeah. book fan though because Fess and I'm all, and, I'm all, and I. I'll even say that's kind of pitiful because, and that might show that like books are over, but whatever. I love this story because it's funny because Fess kept Fess is like, well, where'd you get this number? I never was able to find distribution numbers. I said from Diamond, the biggest comic book distributor in the Ameri- in the United States. You mean they, the only one? They they have they have the the numbers every month on their front page. And Fess is like, well, I've never heard of Diamond before. I said Fess, you have. I said, Fess, you have a web show about reviewing comic books that you've never heard of Diamond? Wow, I'm sorry. What? That is egregious. He's fired. Sounds like he, he only has knowledge from, like, the 80s and 90s, though. Oh, God, that's really... actually IMing me now. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, he heard you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, Fess is IMing me saying, a ton of cartoon Narek shows are on Netflix now. When are you going to talk about that? What shows? Cartoon Network shows are on Netflix now. It's like, okay. And I'm like, I was like, you know what? We already have a Toonami episode scheduled. Yeah. So, so it's like he he said Ben really loud. I'm like, I'm like what? And he's like, he's like a lot because he knows I'm the uh, we do animation aficionados. Fess actually tried to argue me about animation once. He swore that the Toby Danger sequence was on Two Stupid Dogs. (laughs) See, this would be this would be uh totally incidental and not really important if not for the fact that he uh continued to argue it for like five minutes yes no that's the problem with him is that he cannot drop it even if he knows that he's probably wrong he will continue to argue with you until you tire out and are just like whatever i don't care <laughs> oh you know about oh. this is Fez's comic book review show first issue yeah he talks about it all the time oh god 
It is, and the thing is, he is so dry in it. I even told him, he, Fess is like, do you watch it? I'm like, no, because you're extremely dry in it. And he got really offended. No, poor baby. Because his show is really dry. It's just painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It's three guys sitting on a couch reading a comic book and saying, would you continue reading this series? Uh, I don't know. I, I like the characters and stuff, but I don't know. It's like, you know, the oh. funniest thing that happened was he was on our episode about reboot. Uh-huh. And he said, he said, he said, uh, you know, anyone that lives in the area, just contact me and I'll, I'll show reboot to you. I'll even cook you some pizza rolls. I said, at least don't go into his basement. And Fess says, oh I, my God. And Fess says, I actually live in the basement. I'm on my web zone. I'll give you a pizza roll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Fess didn't get the the fact. He didn't get the joke. Yeah, he, he, he didn't get the joke. And he actually admitted he lives in a basement on air. Oh. Poor oh. And I was like, um, well, I should write yeah. him for some pizza rolls. The funny, yeah. thing, the, the funny thing is the, the episode of the newscast that Neil actually showed up and he did make a plinket joke, actually. Which oh, really? He did. Uh-huh. So he got it done. He, yeah. he may have eventually, yes, <laughs> watched it. Yeah, so if, you know, after he finished watching all the, the That Guy with the Glasses videos, which he loves. Oh. Lord. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I don't want to live on this planet no. anymore. <laughs> to, to quote a, a soon-to-depart series. What series was that? Futurama. Futurama. Oh, which oh is it canceled finally? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which I'm glad. Probably for the best. The, At least the it didn't become series. The Simpsons. Oh, I love that clip oh, that's that been be going bad. around about The Simpsons when they were talking about the Cosby show ending. Have you oh, seen yeah. that one? Yes, yeah, I like, have. I would run into the ground. Amen, boy. Amen. But, uh, yeah, it's... But, uh, so, I mean, and Futurama, unfortunately, when it came back, and even the movies were just, it just didn't have the punch. And when I learned why, I got really angry. Because they would have one writer write the show for six months. It wasn't uh-huh. like a committee or one guy writes an episode in a week. No, they let them, like, cook it, you know, boil it down to its, like, oh. essence. So that it was, like, jam-packed full of jokes. And that's why it was so good. When they came back, they didn't do that. They just said, let's just do it the way everyone else does it, which is, you know, we'll write it in a weekend, and then we'll do it. Yay! So they did the yeah. South Park what, model. Or the Archer, the Archer method. It's only one guy writing Archer, but it's, oh, it's God. like... You'll get one good joke out of an episode, and then the rest of it's just people standing around. Oh, and God. I've had Fucking people Archer. try to convince—I've had people try to convince me it's good, and I'm like, yes, there are some good bits to it. Like there, it's like King of the Hill. Like there are some good moments, but it's like if you were to actually sit through it, you would shoot yourself. No, I actually love Archer and King of the Hill, so. Pocket Sand is one of the best jokes ever, and I don't yeah. like, and like there's some other stuff in King of the Hill that's good, but it's just, I can't sit through it to get to those jokes, and oh. Archer, it just, it just feels like, okay, so I got, so if this was like Aqua Teen, and oh, only God. 10 minutes, I would like it. Because it would have to be compressed down to 10 minutes. But as a 22-minute long show, it feels like it drags. Oh, Ab- and that's Abby, I got, the, I got this. I got a fest story that you would love. No. Oh, boy. 
it, it's the convention story. It, it has a good buildup, too. Uh, basically, oh. when Fess was reorganizing first issues, it says, I'm going to use a lot more of the comics during the review. And I told – I was trying to be helpful to Fess. I said, Fess, keep in mind the 20% rule. And Fess didn't know what I meant. So I explained to him, it's not a, it's not in the law, but it's a rule of thumb that you, if you're ever doing anything that's a derivative work of something else, try to only show about 20% of it at most. Mm-hmm. And I, I explained to him, if he really wants to be sure he's on the safe side, consult a, a uh, intellectual rights lawyer just to make sure he, just so he makes sure he's on the up and up. Uh-huh. And you know what Fess said to me? This was on Twitter, so you can still find it. He said, well, Lewis doesn't do that. Uh, and I'm like, let's slow clap about that. That was definitely that's definitely just the perfect cap to. See, I thought you were going to gonna tell the story about the giant hamburger. Oh, that's oh, man, that's an even, that's an even better story. But that leads up to that story because okay, I was at the da- at Dallas Strip Con. It's a web comic convention, and uh, and what happened was Fest saw me in person, and the first thing Fest did when he saw me was scream about me about how I was wrong about something. Okay, <laughs> what which is the thing that he does. Because what it was was uh, I, I basically on our Bleach episode, on the after show, which we left in the episode because the Bleach episode was a little short, was uh-huh. bitching about the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh. About the fact that Uncle Ben's death is utterly stupid and retarded. I haven't actually seen it, so I don't know, but I'm going to go with, okay. Well, what happens is the gunman is walk is running down the street, drops the gun, and Uncle Ben, a civilian, decides to wrestle this young guy with a gun. No. Because his because he felt that his sense of moral indignance can overpower a guy with a gun, and he gets shot. Right. Yes. Well, maybe he shouldn't have done that. And uh, so Fess was arguing, any sane person would have done the same thing. I'm like, no, no, oh. no they wouldn't. And Next time you see a dude with a gun, let me let me see what you decide to do. And if it's wrestle the guy, then I will give you fifty dollars. But is, I won't have the... to because you'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. And, is and... the guy currently pointing the gun at me? If the answer is no, then no. You just go. <laughs> and get if the guy is pointing like, the gun at me, I don't want trouble. Just you, you, you just become part, part of the wall with your hands up, saying, "Dude, I don't want any problem. Let him run by you." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and what happened was Fess was bitching to me about this and we, we did this we did this uh this uh this uh panel about podcasting. But during the panel, Fess gets this huge ass, biggest, greasiest, thickest cheeseburger ever delivered to him by the hotel. What? And the panel is still going on, so we thought, okay, Fess is gonna pause and just eat while the rest of us do the rest of the panel. No, he's eating it and doing the panel at the same time. Gross. It's on the podcast, so he's like, well, well, well. <laughs> yes, we have it recorded. Nasty. Fess showed up in Dallas, Texas, wearing a cowboy hat, and he was the only guy in Texas, <gasps> no. in the state of Texas, wearing a Stetson. Oh, Fess, you're a human tragedy. <laughs> I told, I even, he even oh. said he was going to wear a Stetson on Twitter. He said, Fess, you are going to be the only person in Texas wearing a Stetson. And I don't was, know. Ali Ali Veshi wore a pink Stetson on CNN during the 2008 election. Oh, oh god. That was that was amazing. Oh, I was like, holy shit! He's wearing the he's wearing the outfit from Back to the Future Three oh, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was I, amazing. I, it's just, it, and he had like his hair dyed blonde, but his beard is dark. It's like, what the hell, man? You look like. 
shit. It's oh my god! In, in person, he is just so weird, and he's always so loud. He he has this radio, this really bad radio voice. And don't he, forget the trope cast. He sounds like Ray Romano. <laughs> he does. Some, god. Something like a mix between Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog. It's like Deborah, <laughs> welcome to the Muppet Show. Oh god. Uh, uh. I love, I love, because I just had to do a, a newscast with him today, and and it was the funniest thing. We did, we had this hilarious pre-show where everyone's like getting together and forming a rapport, and everyone's making jokes and laughing. And right after the pre-show finished, you know, where we're we're doing that, all that shit, Fess says, "Okay, it's starting recording now." Oh. And I'm, I was like, Fess, why don't you ever use that shit? Because people like that. Yeah. Hopefully. Fess actually got into a huge argument to us about our shows being over an hour long. Oh no, over an hour? Because he, he that's way he, more time than anybody sits with their headphones on. Fess made this argument about time slots, about why TV shows have time slots. Because it's easier to chop up lengths of time in time slots than it is to to worry well, about well, trying to sell down. five minutes. Trimming an episode is much better because then you, at least you have a lot of material. Yeah. Then oh god, how do I make this work? I best I, is like it has to be exactly an hour long, and he made he made arguments to Neil about people have data plans. Neil, it's like the files aren't that thick, fast. <laughs> yeah, like uh, what? You know, the last time I had to worry about bandwidth was like 2002, I believe. Yeah. And also like even on my metered plan here in Australia. Like, I'm not talking about my internet, but my, my cell phone, I have never, even when I didn't have internet in my house, I've never reached my limit. And that's like 1.5 gigabytes. Yeah, Fest I mean, made the, a lot of really weird arguments. but Well, oh, I mean, did, I understand what he's saying, but he, he really needs to go, like, actually research. Like, if you really want to bring your file, if you really are worried about, like, file size and such like that, length of time is not usually what get, what hurts you. It's the compression that you should be more worried about. Yeah, and, and you can tweak that. And we've never had a problem with, with the with the audio quality. Fess criticizes yeah. everything our, our podcast is because he's done podcasts longer. It's like, well, because he's like, in love with you. You should use a higher bit rate, and then we do. And he's like, your files are too big. It's like, What? And, uh, oh, oh uh, Abby, do you know about the one and only skit that fested in first issues? No, because I don't watch that I don't show watch and I try to ignore I, him all the time. I don't watch it either, but but uh, but Eric Kimball described it to me, and it's it's almost sad because what Fest does is he shows up and he says, "Aha, I'm Fest's evil twin," and his two other co-hosts just look at each other and said, "No, we are not doing this to kick him out of the apartment." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Fess is looking for a new place to post his first issues because Blip is, like, going under in, like, an accelerated rate. It's it's actually quite hilarious because people seem to people seem to think that Blip.tv was, like, a feasible model to, like, base your living off of. And I'm like and – and, and the, two years ago, I knew it wasn't. And – to give you an example of how down the hill blip is going is I actually went to on Alexa.com and looked at its web wanking. Yeah. Last year wanking. around this time, last year around this time, blip was just under 2000 of the most viewed websites in the world. And right now they're over 5,000. So they like 
dropped like a stone. Ad revenues down. You know, yeah. and it's 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 kind of sad and and. <laughs> Well, I think I think a lot of these these video sites are actually getting ready for like when the new copyright laws are going to get passed. They're oh. still hammering hammering them out, but I think a lot of them are actually trying to switch to these legitimate models in this like you know attempt to get ahead of the game. Exactly, and uh, and a good example of this is. Uh... If you do any LPs on YouTube of any Nintendo game... Oh, God, I saw that. And, like, okay, I'm of two minds on this. One, I'm like, well, it is Nintendo... It, you are reviewing Nintendo's property, but at the same time, it's... These people are actually using it using it fair use. So, but... But, 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 but here's what... No, but here's I mean, what, okay. the thing is, they're not... It's not so much that they're going to cut down on people who are doing reviews or whatever... They're going to they're they're getting um they're they're not even taking them down. They're just making it so that those people don't make money off of the ads that play on their shows if they're if they're LPing an entire Nintendo game, which I can totally see as being reasonable. But, but I but I see but I can honestly like see it both ways, but here's what I say. Everyone needs to realize that um a lot of the distribution like distribution services out there such as WordPress Tumblr, Facebook, they all have ways to transmit, to have video now. It's it's not like YouTube has the monopoly on video. So you might have to invest in a server and host those video files yourself, but this would be the only way that you're going to get your revenue. And I, I highly recommend, like, I know that that's a lot of bandwidth. I know that serving video is going to be a lot. But if you don't like it, then you need to learn that services are just not the way to go if you plan on making a long-term living off of something. I agree. Because services will always burn you in the end. I agree. And uh, another part of this is I have to say is uh, is back to Blip. Blip is actually trying to t- is trying to like do things on YouTube now. So it's, it's it sort of reminds oh. me when Yahoo. Yahoo says, "Oh, by the way, Yahoo isn't the search engine anymore. Engine anymore. We're, we're counting on Microsoft to give us our search results now. It's like, oh, yeah. it, it, so it's like that. In, in Blip, it's like, so 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 Doug Walker and the Nostalgia Critic decide he's going to make this video about. Oh, the Nostalgia Critic is returning to YouTube. He's trying to do it with like his head held up high. When in truth, he's he's going through the doggy door." <laughs> and and he's he's like calling it like the League of Super Critics or, or something stupid. It, it, it's sort of, it's something so asinine and stupid it makes reviewer Avengers sound downright inspired. Ugh. Something else for me to not oh, watch. God. Well, back back to back to other things. Of, is uh, apparently uh, Fess is going to invite me on an episode of uh, of the Beacon specifically about drawing tablets, and I think he wants you on mm-hmm. that too because you have a Cintiq Kitty Hawk. Yeah, I think he's mentioned that he was going to ask me for that and. I will be singing the praises of the the Cintiq over and over because like I've owned the Graphire, the Entos three, and the Cintiq twelve, Cintiq twenty four, but not the bamboo. The bamboo is basically the Graphire. So uh, yeah. yeah, so I've 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 done all the levels uh, um, until the new one comes out this summer, which I they've been very close lipped about. So I'm kind of wondering. Uh, like, what's the deal? Because, like, are they teaming up with someone else, or are they doing this all by themselves? Well, I, I bought the. Well, the reason he's inviting me is because he's the only person that I'm the only person that he knows that has a surface <laughs> that has a surface pro. I'm not gonna say anything about that. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, it's because no one else is buying them, dude. I love it. I love it. I know you. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that you were wrong to buy it, but I'm saying that no one is buying it. It's like the Newton. It. It was. It's a cool little device, but oh yeah, that video. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love this video, Kitty Hawk. Did you, did, you this, did you see this video, Abby? What? What? Look at the video that Neil just posted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, while, while we have a break here, Ben, uh, my Skype recorder crashed. Can I have your? I have, I have it. I have it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Oh, baby, he's got it. No, no. no. So, uh, so I know, the, I know someone who got a thir- the thirteen, the new, the smaller Cintiq, like the. the oh my God. Seat. What? That box is way too huge. Uh, uh, well, when the guy showed up with it, um, he he said. He pulled it out. It was on a pallet. It was huge. And he he looked at me and he said, "What is this?" And I said, "It's a it's like a it's a tablet." And he said, "Is it like a TV?" I said, "Sort of." And then he said, uh, "Do you want me to put this in the garage?" And I was like, "No." And he said, "Where do you want me to put it?" I said, "We're going to take it to the third floor, jackass." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he had this look like. Fuck you. And I said, I'll help you lift it. Don't worry. And well, Kim we, is actually is actually quite tall because she's she descends from ice giants. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty strong. So I, was, I, I could lift the thing by myself, but the thing is is that it, it was so awkward the size that I couldn't get my arms around it quite right. So we both lifted it up the stairs, but um I did need Trevor because it was so awkward to get it up onto the desk. Cause I could lift it. It was just that it had a big warning sticker on it that said, do not lift this by yourself. Go get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, I, I, good idea. Cause I was already pulling it apart. I was like, yay, yay, I'm going to set this up. And then I saw that sticker and I was like, I just spent like almost $3,000 on this thing. I probably should pay attention to the warning. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, and what I love about the Surface is it costs as much as like the smallest Cintiq, but it's like a full-blown computer in there. So yeah. I can and, carry it around and draw it while I'm using it. And and I love it. I, and I, I just have to say I love it. And, yeah, and it's a great it's a, it's got a bamboo in it. So I mean it's it's um it's really it it did a really good job with that inking page. So I mean it, because you didn't have one of the Cintiqs I'd say it was probably, and you like Windows, uh, it's a good device for you. For me, it would be an irritating device because it would be going back to Windows and I wouldn't have the tilt and sensitivity that I have right now. So I would be probably smashing it against a wall saying, that's what you get. (laughs) Taking it back to JB Hi-Fi saying, it broke in, give me new one. <laughs> trust me, trust me. It's uh, for 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 me. This is one of the best experiences I've ever had drawing on a tablet because I I had a bamboo and a bamboo is really hard for me to use because I don't I don't have like uh, that art that uh, mental awareness thing of drawing down and looking somewhere else. I can't draw and look at two different places. You know that was no, no, awkward no, no. at first for me, but it took me like a couple of days. And I got used to it. 
Yeah, it took me about like a couple of days to figure that out, and then like about a week to be steady enough with it. And, and what's uh, really cool like, is whenever I, whenever I use it at work. And I flip it around and start racing, and someone says, "Goes because everyone at work is like IT people. They've never been saw artistic tablets, so when they see when they see the racing thing, they're like, oh, how do you do that? It races! Oh my god! It's like it's when like, I got a when I got the Graphire when I when it first came out, um, one of my friends was like, holy shit, this changes everything! And he just for the rest of the day, he just couldn't like." He just kept watching me play with it. And then he went out to the store and bought one, but he never used it. Which I was like, oh, come on. I have an an old bamboo gathering dust in the closet if everyone wants it. Oh, well, no, I've I've actually got a bunch of trashed old. (laughs) Wait, no, I threw those out. Never mind. But uh, I have a bunch of trashed ones. You want it? Yeah, because I won, um, because this is a thing apparently that can happen. You can actually win Tumblr giveaways, and I won one, and this chick was like, I'm going to send you this um, monoprice tablet, and I was like, that's cool. I could use a tablet for my laptop because I use my laptop a lot more than I use my PC right now, but I have, uh, you know, the, the tablet I have on there is like an Intuos 2 <sighs> or an Intuos 3 or something, and it's super giant, and I can't, you know, drag it around with my laptop all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I would like, you know, to be able to draw on my laptop, and but she never sent it, so it never came. So okay, oh. uh, send send me your address in Skype, and I will mail it to you with no charge. Awesome. Because because I'm I'm okay. I'll have my address. I'm I'm okay that way because it's because it's like you know I'm not using it, and I never will be using it because I have this uh the Surface tablet. So I'll I'll definitely send it to you, Abby. In the next week or so, because because and and the thing is, I never could get used to the ba- the bamboo's pen, because the pen is oh I have to warn you the pen, the bamboo pen it's kind of a little bit chewed on the eraser because I put oh. pens in my mouth when I'm thinking and oh. but I don't care you I can, mean, you can... I, I can just use the the Intuos pen if I really need to oh okay I'm just I'm uh, no just... You, you know you can't oh you can't, you can't. No, it's a it, um, well. Let me make sure because I know that there's a difference between um, pens. Uh, what what model of bamboo is it? Uh, last year's model. Okay, bamboo pen. Yeah, because um, I remember this with. See, I had a um, a Cintiq uh, twenty uh, twelve WX, and the pen was compatible with all Intuos three devices, as well. However, they aren't compatible with Intuos four. Or the newer Cintiq, so you have to make sure that it's it's you, the pen that, that that's about as thick as a Vienna sausage. Oh well, I love that the pen I've got. I actually put the fat um, uh, like wrapper around my pen because I prefer a thicker pen. I like it thick, baby. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but it, like I I like it better. Let's see here, cause but yeah, it's a. The thing yeah, is, it's can, a little but you weird. Can you can buy the eraser part actually from Wacom. Like they do sell that. I think it's like ten dollars or something like that if you really want to replace it. But make sure that the pens are compatible because I don't think they are. I'll, don't worry, Abby. I'll wipe it down with some alcohol wipes. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just, I, like I said, I, I just picked it up like 
oh, that's right. I chewed on this pen a little bit while I was thinking <laughs> some someday because that's why I chew on my pencil when I'm when I'm working on the uh, the the Cintiq because I'm like, I don't want to chew the pen. So I just keep my pencil with me. So I'm like chawing on that. Yeah. Like when I used the ink and I, and I was like moving the paper around, I always put the, the brush in my, in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Again, I, and that's the thing. And, and the thing is this, I'm, I'm told that's not the worst habit to have because uh, lots of old school comic book inkers used to uh, clean and, and, and like, and like steady the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the hairs with their mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, poison. It's, yeah, it's so I don't do that. So it's so, but but lots of the old school guys did. So so. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people do that before. It's like gross. From account one that has money to one that has not as much money. You can see one time. I'm making a transfer into because I just bought, like, I just bought like a 3ds and a bunch of stuff. Um, and I have to pay a bill later, so. Mm. Uh, let's see. I, I'll, I'll, I don't think they are compatible, but then again, it might just be that they're bullshitting you. But that pen, but. Uh, well, well, I'll send her my pen, and it, if, if bite marks really bother her. No, 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 no. no. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying this because I know, yeah. like, I've known people who bought the Intuos 3 pen thinking they were saving money, and then they had an Intuos 4 and the pens are different, and oh, they were yeah. like, oh, shit. That's so, never good whenever Kitty Ox no. says, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Yahoo just bought Tumblr just now. Yeah. Oh, right. wow. All right. He did it, he did it guys. guys. 1.1 billion all-cash Tumblr acquisition. Yeah, they they were scrambling to get the money. I was watching all that shit in the background. It was hilarious. Like, let's get some money. Oh my god. Fuck, we need to do this otherwise our stock is going to plummet. Cuz it well, would. If you if say you're going to buy something and then you and then you don't have the money, then your stock definitely can plummet. Well, I mean, it's it's like when Microsoft tried to buy Yahoo a few years back. Their stock kind of both stock went down. And then when AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile, their stock went down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, glad though, because I was not super interested in that. No, well, that was never gonna work. That was never going to happen. Like I when I heard about that, I was like, there's no way in hell that Verizon and Sprint are going to let ATT buy T Mobile. Oh uh, no yeah. Oh uh, I saw I saw a Minecraft guy at the at the car. There's that bitch. Oh sorry. <laughs> sorry, I saw a picture of Marissa and I had to say that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, there was a Minecraft guy. You know, have you ever seen Minecraft guys at cons? Uh, what do you mean by Minecraft guys? Like in in uh, like guys in box costumes? Yeah, and yes. in, the, in the creepers. And and with the with the with the pixelated swords. Oh yeah, I drew a kid. A kid came to Supernova who had one, and um, I actually drew his character from Minecraft for him. That was pretty cute. What was what was the one drawing that uh, that you drew for Neil? Oh, it was the one of Dossian with her fist up that that people kept on wanting you to reproduce at cons. They keep asking me. They keep asking me to reproduce that one. They like, they're like, hey, I really like that one. Can I have can I have a copy of that? Can I buy that one? I'm like, no, that one's not for sale. And then they ask for me to reproduce it. 
You should just have you should just have prints of that and just. Well, I actually maybe sh- no, because I don't want to do that because it's Neil's it's Neil's work and I Neil, don't want. Neil, are you okay with that? Put the URL on it because it is up. Okay, there. okay. Well, then I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll make it. I'll finish it up and make it into a print, and I'll do that. See, uh, see, that's that's how cooperation with web comics work. You, you, you yeah, know. But I don't want to step on Neil's toes, you know. Just oh, you're not one stepping the... on my toes. Sketches, I feel, are one thing because it's like you know, it's an ephemeral sort of thing. But like when it's like a finished piece and I'm selling it, I'm like, oh, kind of feel gross about that. You know, I would almost ask Kitty to draw one of my characters. But I'm like, most of my characters are men, so it's like that would be really boring. Oh, I could make them look real pretty. I only have like five female characters out of like my whole my whole like s- story settings and stuff like that. It's like, no, oh, that's tr- not true. And Hero Academy have lots of female characters, but it's more like a fantasy swords and sorcery setting. So, hmm. Well, you oh, know. By, by just... the way, Hero Academy will be updating again in like another in a month and a half. I was able to find Woo! I was able to find an artist. Oh, who who'd you get? Uh, he's an old friend of mine, actually. He found me years and years ago because he loved my inking work, and he oh. was and he was not too confident about his work, which actually was kind of interesting because he draws circles around me. But he he he's it's like I, don't take this the wrong way, but I always found the best artists to work with me are like really good and have really low self esteem. Uh, <laughs> well, artists do have oh, this guy's good. Why does he feel like he doesn't have? Uh... Actually, actually, the thing is, uh, there's a picture of Wonder Woman there, and the picture of Rogue that uh, he asked me to ink for him, so I did. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm actually looking at that right now. Yeah. Um, but that Wolfwood of his is really good. I, I always get a little perturbed whenever I run into people like that because they're like, everything I draw is crap. It's horrible. And I look at my stuff. I look at theirs. I'm like, dude, shut up. You're awesome. Okay. <laughs> what what I what I always say is is like that's fine to have that attitude to have the attitude of I suck because that yeah. is the proper attitude to have. Yeah. But at the same time, you should then look at your old stuff and say. Yeah, but my old self sucked even more. Take yeah. that old self. <laughs> well, th- well, my mentor, my mentor who used to draw comic books professionally back in the seventies, used to tell me one thing. He said, "Ben, the Ben, Ben, the you of right now is cooler than the Ben of, uh, than the you five years ago, and you, it'll yep. always be that way." Is what he told me, and it's like my mentor was really a great guy, and like he taught me how to ink, and that's you know, it's that's that's one of the things that I really. Really, and he also taught me about how to be like a professional in, in the comics industry in in personality, if not anything else. But uh, but yeah, Kim is is this great artist, and and I, and also you know I find that the Brazilian artists are are very competitive with North American artists now because oh yeah, well oh, but, but there's an entire tradition of like comic art down there that's like like I know that Disney actually tried to get. Uh, this really famous Brazilian artist to come work for him. But the guy was like, no, I'm not going to come work for you. You fascist. Um, (laughs) That's a Brazilian. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're actually becoming competitive, but I think it's partly the reason that that, like a lot of these places are becoming competitive is it's globalization is that they can see the prices that the rest of the world is charging. 
and that is a, that is a very big part of it because uh, because uh, because but at the same time and I have to point it out is Ed Benes is still more competitive to commission than Fred Gallagher. Hmm. Ed Benes has better competitive rates than Fred Gallagher. How much does Fred charge now? Uh, Ed Benes charges a hundred dollars for for a for a penciled comic page. Fred Gallagher charges like one twenty five. Mm. That's, about, that's about the rate, though. I mean, anywhere from like I've seen people get up to two hundred dollars for a pencil page, but like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's uh... they have to be big. But that seems about right. I mean, the hundred to hundred and twenty-five dollar range. And it's like I'd rather spend that on Ed Benes than Fred Gallagher. It's just like, well, I mean, yeah. If you really want Fred Gallagher, you're gonna get Fred Gallagher. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll just get lots of status updates of I'm not feeling good today, and uh, oh. and, here, and, and here's and here's and here's a pen and here is a stick figure while you wait. Oh, I like. I can't, I can't help myself. It's Fred freaking Gallagher. I can't help myself. Well, Dom, Dom I, I actually, you know, Dom, I liked Dom's little comics, so I thought that was always cute. But um, Mega Tokyo sort of lost me with the. Uh, with the when Largo went away, it just sort of became more sad, and so I was like, eh. that, "That was real early on, though." That was really early on. I I, I remember this happening, and I was like, "Oh, well, there goes Largo." There and, and, goes- then, and then his and then and then Fred's wife becomes like becomes like his his uh, his conscious. conscious. Yeah, like, Seraphim. So, yeah, telling him it's okay to 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 sleep with a. With a with a with a teenage Japanese girl, it's like what what? I I don't even know. I I, I comics that are based on on real life tend to get kind of weird like that. So it's like well, but I mean, it's uh, Abby. You know about this? What? Uh, well, Mega <laughs> Tokyo. Uh, uh, Fred Gallagher based the character off of his wife, which is like his his character's conscience. That was telling him it was okay for him to sleep with a like a teenage Japanese girl. That's nasty. And how's his wife feel about that one? She's still with him. Well, I'm sorry that and, she's dumb. Yeah, she has, They have kids, I think. At least it wasn't like Control Alt Delete that had like the that had like the uh, miscarriage storyline, which God. I can't believe they did that. I mean, well, I can I can believe it because uh, because it's Tim Buckley. Well, because yeah, you know, hey, let's have something shocking. What? Yeah. Well, Tim. Let's Buckley. totally let's totally totally change the tone of the comic. But you know, whatever. It was fucked up, and I mean. Mega Tokyo at least has never done anything that fucked up. <laughs> you say trying to search your memory of um, can I really say that? Am I sure? I haven't read it in so long. See, See, there the might, teenage... there might, I haven't read it in years. There might be five new pages by now. I mean, I've read. I tried to read some of the newer episodes, but the pencil, the pencil style sort of gets to me sometimes. Cause it's like, I can't really tell what I'm looking at sometimes. I can't tell if I'm looking at a rough line or a real line. Yeah. The backgrounds are like, he draws some really pretty backgrounds. Um, but I'm just, I've always been irritated by his comic because I'm like fucking ink it. Just fucking ink the damn comic. <laughs> oh, uh, Oh, uh, uh, I mean, at least he has a clean style. At least it's cleaner than, you know, 
most, but I'm still like, just fucking ink it. Oh, hire hire some monkey yeah. to do it. I don't oh, know. oh, what do you think of, of web comics that have theme songs, guys? Theme song? Like what? Um, uh, Eric, uh, you know Dromos of of, uh, of Blade Bunny, sent me said said a fan sent him two theme songs for Blade Bunny, and. The first one is bad because it starts with like you know the traditional Oriental style uh, uh, instrumental of yeah it's like oh god <laughs> and then it moves into techno okay and I'm like uh, and he asked me what I thought I'm like well it's okay but I always have a problem whenever instrumental Asian sounds like that and I tell him that and he's like hmm okay and he sent me this other one that's called Robot Cowboy. That that's like anything but robot cowboy, but at least sounds better. And I'm I'm like, okay, this one's better. And and he's like, okay, because uh, because Eric has this webcomic called Blade Bunny, which he hates, but it's the most popular comic he's ever created because nothing but like anime tropes about this uh, ninja calls herself Blade Bunny that has like wears like a uh, a bunny outfit that's. I, I don't get it. I tried reading it and I don't get it. So now yeah. I'm, just, I'm just picturing you you you're playing Super Mario World and you get to that fourth world where it's like the China world and you're like ah because the music it starts out like that it's like oh god it does. But there here's Blade Bunny. It's uh, I like I said I tried reading it and I still don't get it. But it's cool that someone did someone do this like they just did it's just fun having a No, I think he asked for a theme song. Oh, okay. But I mean a theme song a theme song isn't necessarily bad. Like um you know, I know some webcomics that have like radio dramas based on them and have had music composed about them. So it's a pretty cool thing. Now asking for one I don't know if I would I want an SGBY theme song. Um, but you think I it's might, pretty presumptuous to say, hey, guys, theme song. I Well, I mean, if I ever commissioned one, it'd probably be for some project would, where I'm, like, doing an animation or doing a video game. But, like, having it for a comics, you know, well, then again, like, Duke Leon had, a, um, like, a radio drama with theme songs on it, and it was never made into an anime, so... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's something I wouldn't do myself unless I had something like it could go with. If he's doing something like a video game or something like that, that'd be pretty cool to have a theme song. But I don't I don't know much about this, so like I said, I, I tried reading Blade Bunny. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean there's a robot cowboy there and uh and I it look, it, it looks like it looks just looks like typical stereotypical anime ninja bullshit going on. I, I Neil, would you would you read this? I I don't get it. I I tried getting. Wait, it. is this wait, the comic why, the what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Why is he making those double bottle double bubbles? I'm on the okay. So I'm on page one. And he's got double bubbles, like someone was talking in Japanese, and then it was, um, like, it was translated. <laughs> I never noticed that! 
Oh my god, that's awesome! If he chose to do this because it's 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 part of the parody, then bravo, man, bravo. I never uh, noticed this. This is awesome. This is actually kind of. I noticed it immediately it, I because, think it like, is, every, I think it is parody because it, it's done badly. On top of that, I think it's parody, and if it is, bravo. That is that is pretty fucking good. I I I, I oh my god! I, I never got that. It's uh, oh my god. <laughs> what, what do you think, Abby? Well, let me see. <laughs> I never noticed that. Sorry. I mean, I, what he's doing, it, what it looks oh, like. Lord. What is he doing? Okay, I don't think he's actually doing. Is he doing this in. How old is this? This is from a couple of years ago. So, what he looks like it is, is that he might have gotten like one of those packs to do it but it's pretty cool i actually think it's 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 hilarious to do the double bubble thing yeah actually this artist used to work for me but i fired him mm. you know the story don't you think it yuck i think you told me the story yeah 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 it's 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 it's, it's a story that has to do with sailor moon of all things <laughs> oh yeah yeah i knew that was going to come up sooner or later but i mean that this is this is kind of cute and it's really doing the Japanese parody pretty hard. Um, so having a theme song, eh, if you want one, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but like I said, I'd want an animation or a game before I'd even, uh, yeah, even think about doing something like that. How would you even implement that? It's like, okay, I have a comic site. Where do I put the theme song? Well, you could have the theme song up just for people to listen, I guess. Or maybe even put it on like a montage of like images, I guess. But I mean, like manga has sometimes album, like Yotsuba, never been an anime, never really had any like animated form, has two albums based on it. The um, the summer album and the winter album. So it, it it and I actually associate the song Yotsuba drawing. I think it's Yotsuba and Aina drawing is actually uh, what I think of as the Yotsuba theme song. Let me see this one. So you know, it's it's what you what you want out of it. But I can't find it, so I don't. I don't know what it, it sounds like. I mean, this bunny, Blade Bunny. Let's see here. Just, Did she just kill a guy with chopsticks? <laughs> oh, my God. I never... Yeah, I should actually go because um, my friends oh. have been waiting on me to watch this week's toku with them for, like, an oh. hour. So. Oh, so, so, <laughs> I got to go, that, too. That. Uh, I was just going to say it was good to meet you, and um, was... and thank you for reading the jar. Um that's awesome that you that you printed it all out um no, and so we will definitely let's definitely keep in touch because yes. you being into sentai and being a translator that is super freaking awesome <laughs> yeah i actually um actually uh, part of the reason i recommended holic is because um i was so irritated by the uh by the uh um like the jade or the what's this site called drama addicts translation yeah. that i that I did my own translation, so it's gonna eventually come oh, out. Oh, okay. I only have the first episode, but yeah, it's well, the guy who's supposed to be editing it like fell off a cliff and died or something, so it hasn't come oh, up yet. Shit. Was he writing a segue? Okay. 
I don't know what happened. He 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 like he was sort of homeless or whatever. I don't know. Oh. oh, okay, that's not good. But I hope that things go better with the translation. I will definitely. You want to? And I was like, okay, yeah. I want to. I want to know about this because I actually want. I actually meant to see the the live action series. So yeah, sure. knowing knowing the translator is like, yay. It's good. It's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. It's on the. It's going to be on the Haro Rangers site. But yeah, I'll message you when it goes up. Okay, anyway, cool. here we go. All right. All right. I'll talk Thanks to y'all later. Me, guys, it was good. It was always good to have you, fun. Abby. You you <laughs> definitely gelled well with with everyone here, and it was funny. That's the best <laughs> guess for any podcast if it was funny. Well, I feel good about funny. that. Later. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay, guys. I'm a bit short on time today, so I'm gonna record this right away. In three, two, one. <clears throat> En otra dimensión, en un reino muy lejano, existe una leyenda que cuenta de tres niñas que lucharán y lograrán salvar a este mundo. Ellas despertarán a los genios y con la ayuda de sus poderes mágicos lograrán vencer al enemigo. Las Guerreras Mágicas De acuerdo a la leyenda, tres chicas cambiarán nuestro destino. ¡Las guerreras mágicas! Ellas lucharán y lograrán vencer al enemigo. Con los poderes que ellas van a obtener, lograrán vencer a la magia de Sago. El futuro de Zéfiro, ellas decidirán. Lucy, Anaís y Marina vencerán. Lucy, Anaís y Marina lograrán salvar a Zephyro del mal. Luchando juntas, nadie las podrá derrotar. Okay, that's it. I can't believe this is like the fifth time I've recorded this. Oh, your guys are calling.